If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Show Me How Good It Gets. I'm your host, Malvika. Thank you for clicking play on this episode. As always, I feel so lucky that I get to spend this next half an hour with you in your ears. And sorry for the hiatus from the pod, but ever since I told myself that I'm going to kind of free myself from the shackles of like posting on a certain schedule and just letting inspiration strike, I felt so much more proud and excited about the episodes I put out, I think because this platform is so oversaturated. There are so many podcasts out there, so many episodes you could be listening to right now, and I feel the sense of obligation of whatever I put out. I want it to add some value. I want it to be sincere and really thought through. So for the past couple months, I've been putting together a list on my phone, and I wanted to walk you through that because I feel pretty proud of it. And this started because I was thinking about how there's a certain volatility to friendship, right? In romantic relationships, there's a sense of obligation. There are some at least unspoken rules about how it should go. There's so much media about, out there about how it should go. Friendship, I think, is pretty subjective. And I think a lot of the challenges with friendship are that everyone has their own set of rules. So... I have my own set of rules, I'm sure you have your own set of rules, and often they're not really thought about or talked about, but some comments that I get a lot on my TikTok or a lot of DMs I get are like, how do you have so many close friends? And I always say my favorite thing about myself and my life is that I think I'm a magic people magnet. I have the best people in the whole world in my life, I really believe that, and I have the most amazing, supportive, kind, genuine friends, and I'm lucky to have a lot of long-term friends. I have made a lot of new friends in Chicago, which I might make an entire separate episode on how to make friends. I made one two years ago, and I think I want to make a new one, a revised one, about what it means to move to a new city and have to make friends like that without the aid of college or a class or something like that. But... Here are my 
unspoken rules on female friendship. And I'm going to dive into specifically female friendship because I think there are nuances and complexities there that maybe don't exist with other forms of friendship and maybe different forms of friendship have their own have their own thing but I think this is so sacred to me everywhere I go I need to make female friends I think that is my through line my life force it's everything to me and I feel so strongly and passionately that everyone needs that in their life it's that ooey gooey that real inside of a chocolate lava cake that it's like that good stuff to me so here it goes and before I start with the list I've written on my phone, I want to talk about the obvious stuff, right? Don't talk shit about your best friends. Don't be passive aggressive. Lead with love. Be kind. Give each other grace. Seek joy together. All of those things, right? That's the, that's the obvious. But I want to go in to the little more nitty gritty. Okay. Number one. This, my first thing is an evaluation tool, and it's not an actual way to be a good friend, but something I do now subconsciously is after I hang out with someone, I think, how do I feel? Because things should feel good after. There's a lot of philosophers and psychologists who talk about this. This is not my own original idea, but before you eat, like, junk food, and during eating junk food, you are riding a high. It feels so good. It tastes amazing. And then after, you're like, oh my god, my tummy hurts. I'm lethargic. I have no energy. I might throw up. Like, that feeling. Or think of, like, working out. Before you work out and during it, you often feel so exhausted. It's like, why am I doing this? This is torture. And then after, I mean, I've never gotten runner's high once in my life. That People say it's true. But, like, after, I feel so good that I did the thing. And I think it's the same with people, specifically relationships. And this is a really good test for romantic relationships. If you're leaving a date anxious and crying, he's not your guy. Like, I can tell you that 100%. And I feel the same with friendship, which is a little harder. But sometimes after hanging out with a group of people or with a friend, you feel insecure or just, like, drained. You just, like, need to recharge your battery for me, with all of my close friends, my best friends, after hanging out with them, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm like, I have the best people ever in my life. I'm so lucky. And I want that feeling every time I hang out with my friends. And this is not to like test your relationships, but it's a really helpful tool in your own head to be like, do I like the people I'm hanging out with? Because you're going to be a better friend if you love your friends and you're going to have a sweeter life if you love your friends that's just the fact. Okay. So that's my number one. Then I have friendship is world building. My friend Charmaine says this all the time, and I think it's such a special way to see the world. And the idea is that your friend has their little island. You have your little island. And your friendship is the island that you build together. You both leave your own little lands, go to this new place, and build something together. And that's a really beautiful way to look at it. And I like looking at it this way because each of your friendships is going to be really different. You're going to like doing different things with your different friends. And I think it kind of simplifies it for me. It's like 
some of my friends, we love going on walks together and we have these little inside jokes and we bring them up in that scenario. And with another friend, I'm a different part of myself because that's her own little island. And I think that's just like a really cute little way of looking at that. Okay. Feel your friend's joys in your bones. Whew. I think this can solve so many issues. And I think maybe it's specifically as women, right? We're taught that like if someone else gets something, then this is scarcity mindset, but like there's less of it to go around. Like she got that job and I'm, you know, I'm still searching for my dream job or like she has this perfect partner and like, when is it my turn? And I think that comes from scarcity mindset. And then the flip there is like, okay, she's winning. Our team is winning. It's coming to me next. Like water seeks its own level. If all my friends are winning, I'm winning. Like that flip, I think I was a lot more jealous when I was in like middle school, early high school. And then something changed where I just, I want my friends to win. It makes my life sweeter. It makes my life better. We're celebrating. We have, it, it raises the waterline for the whole group, for the, for the entire friendship. And it goes back to this idea of like friendship is world building when, when she's happy, I'm happy, you know? All right. And this goes into my next thing on my list. Comparison is the thief of joy. Because it's so, I mean, and this is not coming from a place of judgment. I've actually struggled with comparison a lot over my life. I, I, I get it. But you are a different person and your friends are different people. And what helps me here is to be like, we all have different ideas of success and different paths and one thing that actually helped was growing up because till like the end of high school we're all on one path right like we're all trying to get into college and do the next thing and now I look around and all my friends are doing vastly vastly different things which I think has really helped but there is no comparison when you're just different people you want different things out of life you have different skill sets and talents and goals and ambitions and it's so much more fun when you can rewire your brain to be like, my friends are winning, life is good. And I was actually talking to Charmaine about this recently. We were sitting at a coffee shop and talking about what place jealousy has because it's a valid feeling. I'm a pretty jealous person, or I guess less so these days. I'm also trying to talk to myself nicer, but I don't know if I'm, I think I'm like an average jealous person, but I just don't feel jealous of my close friends. And I, I know that feeling I used to when I was like 12, 13, and I just don't anymore because I know how hard my friends work. I know how deserving they are. I know how perfect <laughs> perfect they are genuinely. And like when good things are coming for them, it's like, okay, the the world is in balance. That's how it feels to me. It's like, okay, if my friends are getting good things, that means good people are getting good things and that means the world is in balance. And that's just the way I look at it and I don't want to oversimplify anything. I think if you do ever feel comparative or jealous, those are totally valid and like, I get it, I've been there. But I think when I struggle with comparison, it's more people I don't know. Um, and then my mantra there is no one is me. You know, they have their own thing, I have my own thing. And when I deal with jealousy, I my rewiring there is like, I can't be jealous of one thing in someone. I can't say, oh, I really wish I had her level of free time. Or I really wish I had her body. 
or her hair because you can't just take what it's not build-a-bear you can't take like one thing of everyone right like you get their entire package so the next time you feel like oh my god I'm so jealous of how much free time she has you think oh well I'm I have less free time because I'm in this program that is serving my goals in this way and I get to have this level of success or you know whatever it is and there's a bunch of different ways to think about it but if you want one thing of someone's life you got to think do I want everything am I willing to trade every love I've ever felt, every laugh I've ever had, everything I've ever had for everything they've ever had. And you don't even know what everything they've ever had is, you know, every trauma, every grief, you don't know. So that really helps with jealousy for me. Um, But I don't really deal with comparison and jealousy in my close friend circle. So I don't know if I'm the best person to speak on that. Okay. Next one, let go of the twins mentality. Her life choices will not always mirror yours. I feel really strongly about this one and I think I know where it comes from in our culture. Do you remember, for me this was the era I was in middle school, but there was definitely an era, maybe like early 2010s of the Claire's necklaces of like the half hearts saying best friends and twins. And there really was something in the air of the people you're friends with need to marry you and they need you guys need to be the same person i remember i loved matching with my friends in middle school and high school like that was the big thing it was like how similar are you how many similar things can you guys have and now i think i love making friends with people who are so different than me like different senses of style different outlooks of the world i think our values are really aligned but Other than that, I I love having friends who are super different than me, and I think that actually helps our friendship. I think it helps when the friendship identity isn't being similar because that's, change is inevitable. Like, that will change. And I think if your friendship is rooted in being similar, the friendship is doomed. And I, I hate to say that, but I think the friendship is sustainable and thrives when you really embrace that you guys are two different people with different wants, with different needs, with different ways of seeing specific things in the world. And I think the second you realize sameness is not the goal, it really helps with things like the city girls versus wifed up divide. Like I think in your 20s and 30s, a big reason friend groups splinter, friendships splinter, is because someone gets a boyfriend and then they love hanging out with their boyfriend and they want to be with them all the time and they don't want to go out on a Friday night. And then it goes back to my first thing I said, which friendship is world building. If your friend doesn't want to go out and get drunk every Friday, then that's not the thing you guys do on your island. It's simple. Like for me, I ever since I got to grad school, I just have so much work all the time. So If it's a Sunday and I can't go to brunch because I'm working, my friends will be like, okay, what coffee shop are you at? I'm going to come like read a book next to you because our island changes if one person wants something different. And I think that has really helped my friendships where like right now I'm really single and I'm the only single person in my friend group in Chicago. And because our friend dynamic isn't based on like okay who are you dating like what's going on there or going out it's really helped our friendship because like I can just hang out with my friend and her boyfriend on the couch on a Friday night and like that's fine what we can do and maybe I'm not articulating this completely properly and 
maybe I'm flattening the problem a lot. I do know that there is like the great city girls versus wife up divide, but I just, I really believe that if your friendship is about staying friends and staying connected instead of the person you want to just go out and have drinks with every weekend, I think it's more sustainable. Okay, my next rule. Give each other grace. Be willing to forgive. Be willing to apologize. This one is very self-explanatory. And I will always be like, yeah, I'm sorry. But I, like, I want my friends to tell me if I said something wrong or did something wrong. And sometimes I will just say sorry even if they haven't said anything. And they're like, no, that like doesn't matter. Totally fine. But I think we just need to let each other have that space more and I'm not saying space for conflict even I'm saying space for like oh my god I'm sorry that joke didn't land or like was that weird or you know I I think we have to be willing to be like hey just checking in like sorry if I if I said something weird and that just makes it so much easier in the long run just like putting your ego aside all right my next one is called the Achilles heel rule And I'll explain kind of what this is. This is my theory that every friend, every close friend, every best friend, everyone in your life has one Achilles heel. Something that when when they do that, it just kind of ticks you off. Like one, one person I love, my friend I love so dearly, and we've talked about this, she is always late. Like, she's going to be late to the thing we're having. Like, no, if I have to pick her up, like, I'm going to wait in her driveway for 20 minutes. Like, she's going to be late. And I tell her, I hate that about you. You know, I think it's annoying. And we've been friends for, like, 15 years. But, and that's her Achilles heel. And that's fine. But the thing here is, you have to, when you identify your friend's Achilles heel, sometimes you guys have talked about it, sometimes you haven't. You have to choose one of two buckets. You have to say, this thing annoys me so much. Like, maybe their Achilles heel is, like, they talk shit a lot. And you hate that. You hate being around that. You hate how much they gossip. It's just horrible to be around. So then you say, okay, you know what? We can't be as close as we are anymore. And you kind of hang out with this person less. You don't burn the bridge. You don't, you know, have some big friend breakup. It doesn't need to be dramatic. You just hang out with them a little less. You kind of take them out like one circle of closeness and just chill out. Or you decide maybe their Achilles heel is something like they take forever to decide where they want to go eat. I don't know. That's a silly one. But then you're like, okay, this is, I've, I've recognized this is this person's Achilles heel and I'm cool with it. But here, here's the thing. The second you know what it is, you have to tell your brain, like, this is a part of this package of this person, and you have to say, and I'm not going to talk shit, like, because you cannot be, if you are an adult person talking shit about your closest friends, I can't trust you, and I'm sorry, but this is, maybe I should add this to the list, this isn't on the list, but I don't have any close friends who are talking shit about their other close friends, because, what are, what are we in middle school? Like, because if you can talk... (laughs) that level of crap about someone else you're close with you're talking about me you do not have that kind of love and levity in your heart I'm sorry and and there is like a level of like okay this thing is really annoying me but then there is like I hate you know you know what I'm talking about 
we can all use our brains and know what I'm talking about here. But that is really important to me is that my friends love their other friends because I love all my friends and I do really believe it's like a sacred thing and we don't need to be, we don't need to be 13 anymore. All right, that's the Achilles heel rule. It's actually really helped me in my relationships and you can think about what yours is. I think I know what mine is. I'm not going to share it, but I think I know what mine is. And that's it. All right. Friendship is made in the little moments. I feel really, really passionate about this one. And the older I get, I think the more important it is. I think when you're younger, like birthdays matter and things like that. And when you get older, it's like people have their own lives and their own things happening. And I will always try to make it to my friends, you know, birthday or like some party or their engagement or things like that. But friendship is not made in the bachelorette parties and the big celebrations and the like pay five thousand dollars to go on this trip it's friendship is made in the little ooey gooey like call me late at night because you're upset sort of thing like that's where it's made and celebration is huge it's it's really really important and maybe i should have added that to the list like celebrate each other like really when you feel each other's joys in your bones celebrate it like celebrate everything me and my friends will celebrate everything. We will celebrate just hanging out. We're like, oh my god, we're hanging out. Let's we have to go get cake. Like when we love doing that. But that friendship is not a measure of like how many times has she shown up to my birthday party. It's is this person dependable in the way like if I text because I'm not doing well, they're gonna pick up the phone and call me. They're gonna like really be there when I'm having a tough week, when I get sick and I want someone to drop off soup. Like that's it for me. And again, these are all my rules. You can make your own, but I do think some of these rules are good. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Next, I have the boyfriend rule. Okay. Whew. When, when someone you love, when a friend you love starts dating someone you hate, it's hard. And I'm, I'm not talking about, like, if it's really toxic or abusive or anything like that. I'm putting that aside. But if she starts dating someone you just find so annoying or just not good enough for her, that can really tarnish a friendship. And okay, this is pretty heteronormative. A lot of my girlfriends have girlfriends, but you know, if you don't like their partner, it can really damage the relationship. And it can really add this layer of like awkwardness, you know? For me, if I don't like my girlfriend's partner, my rule with myself is I get one shot to really tell them why and you and almost all the time my friends will ask like do you like them or like do you think they're good for me and I will be honest but if they haven't asked you get one shot and you can't be like tipsy you can't be a drinking you got to tell them hey like are you are you happy I noticed you like said this one thing to you that one time that really rubbed me the wrong way but like if you're good I'm good but I, I just want to tell you if you want to talk about something I'm here for you to talk about it with or whatever it may be, you can make it your own, but you get that, and if they're like, no, I'm so happy, I'm, you know, it's great, it's fine, you gotta say, okay, that's not my circus, not my monkeys, I will just hang out with my friend, and you can, you can put those boundaries down of like, let's just do a girl's night tonight, you don't have to hang out with their partner if you don't want to, but the way to talk about it, I think, really matters, and I think especially if they're in a toxic relationship, you have to be really gentle with your friend because you can't 
push her away closer to the toxic partner. You know, you still have to be there. And you can still put down like, hey, you know what? We've talked about this guy for for eight months and it's not, I've given you advice and it's not getting better. So let's just not talk about it. I mean, you can say stuff like that. You know, you can put down uh, the B word, boundaries. You can put those down, but I really, and, and you know what? That's actually not my rule. I'm, that's someone else's rule that is not on my list. I didn't write that down. I'm now trying to be like very politically correct. I will, I'm very vocal with my friends about what I think they deserve. But I will also not put down boundaries of like, hey, I can't talk about this anymore. And that's just me. And you can have your own rules depending on you. But I know I love to attack things with my friends from every possible angle and talk about it and beat it to death. And it'll I'm never going to get tired of it. Because I know when I'm thinking about something, I need to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And so I do that with my friends. So... You can have on your list your rule being the boundaries. It honestly is not on mine because it, it doesn't bother me. But if it bothers you, it should be on your list, you know? All right, all right, all right. We are getting closer to the end. Whew. The next thing on my list is be vulnerable and hold space. Reciprocity. This is more about, I guess, making friends than keeping that. No, you know what? It's It should stay on the list. Man, I really want to do another episode about making friends, though, because I'm realizing I have so much to say. But... I think specifically in female friendships, you really got to be vulnerable and have that reciprocity. A lot of people that I see struggle either either go one way and trauma dump on their friends or go the other way and really don't share anything about their lives. And you need to find a good middle ground and tell each other about real things happening in your life because that's how you get those deep, good friendships. Otherwise, it feels very surface level. And then hold space when your friend wants to talk about something, when you're when they really need to say something hold that space my friend Kyle not my female friend but he says that friendship is like coming together around a table and each of you putting down what you want to talk about and not like trauma dumping but just being like oh my god this happened this week and I need I need to talk about it and I do think vulnerability is the secret to good relationships all right the next thing on my list is definitely going to be controversial but again my list And that is understand rank. And this is a hard one. This is a really, really challenging one. But sometimes you got to be like, I, this person is closer to me than I am to them. Or like, I value this person higher than they value me. Or you know what, I'm not this person's close friend. Every year they have like a bestie trip that they're not going to invite me on. I'm not in that circle for them. And this is a hard one, but I think the second you can kind of reckon with that and be like, this is just a this is just a person I get coffee with once every six months, and that's what it is. I think that like saying that to yourself is heartbreaking in the moment, but really helps with time. It really helps the longevity and the sustainability of the relationship to be like, this is just what it is. All right, the next one is let ebbs happen, let change happen. And this is the one that's the hardest for me. I'm going to be really honest on here. I suck. I suck at change in friendships. I suck at letting ebbs happen. It, it sends me into a full spiral. It sends me into a panic. I'm not good at it, but it's on my list because I believe it and I'm really trying to work on it. 
I think that the reason, again, there's so much splintering in your 20s and 30s is because everyone is trying to figure it out. Everyone is trying to grow, trying different things, getting in and out of relationships, getting in and out of jobs. Their values are sometimes changing. And I think you gotta, and I am, I'm a person who struggles with control. I really do. I, okay, before I said like, I'm not gonna share what I think my Achilles heel is. I think I'm, I think I control, I like to be in control. And like, even if it's as simple as like, I know where we should go to dinner or like, I know what we should do tonight or I know that guy's bad for you. <laughs> like, I, I struggle with that. Um, but I think letting abs happen is hard because it is detaching and kind of letting go of control and not loving the person any less because you really can love people from afar but letting it kind of be like, okay, I've moved away or they've moved away and we're discovering different parts of ourselves, but we'll come back to each other. Life is long. My friend Madeline says like, anytime we can't hang out one day and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. She's like, don't worry about it, we have forever. And I love that. I love when she says that because it gives me peace. It gives me so much peace, especially because it's something I struggle with. And just to understand, like, we have forever. There's going to be ebbs. There's going to be flows. People are going to change. My mom is someone who's had a lot of long-term female friends. And she moved across the world, and those friendships changed. But she's still friends with all those people. And there's just periods of... Periods where you're not as close, then periods where you refine each other. And I think that's... I think that's the beauty of it. And the next thing on my list is effort. Because to be in the flow, there there is effort put in on both sides. But my point after that on my list is friendship should be easy. And I think right now in the culture, we're at a crossroads where some people really disagree with that. Some people are like, no, friendship is work. Relationships are work. And yes. But for me, I don't really like to think of it as work. I like my friendships and my relationships to be full of intention. I want them to be intentional. I don't like to think of them as work. I want my friendships to feel light and fluffy and secure and grounding and easy. And for me, when they're not easy, when they start to get a little more difficult, it is hard for me. And that's not to say I can't have a hard conversation or like a challenging like, hey, you haven't really shown up for me. How can we change that sort of thing? But as a whole, if you leave hanging out with someone every time and feel horrible or feel like you need to put in bounds of work that aren't exciting for you, because again, like even the work should feel good, right? Like it should be worth the work. I don't know. I just think friendship should be easy. Now we can talk about what easy means, but it should feel good. Friendship should feel full of pleasure, full of goodness. There should be like, it should feel full of love. And then my very last thing on my list is more a practice of gratitude, but it's every time I hang out with my friends, I think this is the good old days. I'm going to look back on this day and I'm going to be so damn nostalgic. And you know what? I am a super nostalgic person, so that's probably what it is. I, every time I'm on a plane, go through all my photographs, put on sad music, 
and I cry and sometimes I journal about the feelings I feel when I look at all my friends but every time I hang out with my friends I think this is the good old days one day I might be busy with kids and a job and not get to hang out with my friends and be so tired and I'm gonna look back on this moment sitting with my friend on my couch giggling about something silly and it's like the most grounding feeling for me it was also my high school yearbook quote and that's to say like every time I've had to leave my friends you know at the end of high school at the end of college I've been a wreck I really struggle with friendships changing but every day you're in the good old days and I think that's the note I would like to end on Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If anything resonated, please let me know. If you have more questions on anything, please let me know. If the how to make friends episode sounds like a good idea, please let me know. I will also say that earlier this week I posted on Instagram, like, what should I make a podcast about? And I got over 100 really, really interesting DMs. So I will be releasing another episode that I'm excited about shortly, but... Thank you all for listening. You're the best. I love you. I love you. DM me. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this week's episode. If you want more, follow at Show Me How Good It Gets podcast. I read all the DMs I get on there. And then my personal Instagram account is at MalvikaBot and my TikTok is at MalTalks. If you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a rating, preferably a five-star rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I hope you can write us a fun little review and write us there as well. Once again, thank you guys for hanging out. See you next week. Bye-bye. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube